This is episode number 36 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. everybody, welcome to episode number 36 of High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and also to facilitate dynamic growth in your business. On this episode, we're going to give you a few tips on how to reduce public speaking fear. So if you've, had, if you've ever stood up in front of a group and forgot what you were going to say or felt like you are going to forget what you are going to say, or if you had your heart racing or felt the sweaty palms, any of that kind of stuff happened to you when you stood up to speak in front of a group or maybe on a Zoom meeting, then this episode is for you. And by the way, the episode is brought to you by the High Impact Leaders course. Um, so a few weeks ago, we, we opened up the new series of the High Impact Leaders leadership development courses. And we, um, in the new version, we've added virtual training sessions to the online courses and also to our in-person seminars. And, and it's really fun because this has really made the logistics involved in going to a world-class program like this so much easier. So basically, our leadership development instructors are, are leading live one-hour sessions every week. And every topic, by the way, is designed to help participants increase their, their confidence, communicate more effectively, become more poised and more respected as a leader, especially in their company and even in their industry. So in addition to that, though, the participants also have access to our library of online leadership mini courses. That These are ways that you can kind of fine tune those skills to help you be a better manager, help you be a better leader. And then, then to reinforce the application of these skills in the real world, we're, we're doing quarterly in-person seminars as well. Um, they're going to be offered in big cities all over the, the U.S. coming up in the next couple of months. Cool thing is that the sessions are membership-based, so you can get a four-week membership, you know, basically just a kind of a month, or you get an eight-week membership or a 12-week membership. And you can do that based on your budget. And um, we opened up the first round of these in December and then sold out within a couple of weeks. That was during Christmas. So it was crazy. Um, the next round is now open. So if you'd like details about any of that stuff, just go to leadersinstitute.com slash leadership dash course, leadership dash course. And I'll give you all the details. All right. So let's get on with today's topic. So the topic today is how to reduce public speaking fear. I'm going to give you 10 things that you can do, 10 really easy tips, things that you can do to reduce public speaking fear. And just so you know, my background uh, over the last 20 plus years or so, I've trained maybe, I, I think I've probably taught personally over 3,000 classes. <laughs> so that's how many, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. And so I've trained total probably over 20,000 people or so in that time period, maybe even more. Um, so, so keep in mind that a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about here is things that these are things that are time tested. They work every single time. You put these things into practice, they're going to help you reduce, reduce nervousness and reduce public speaking fear. All right. So let's talk about the very first one is you want to realize that most of the stuff that happens to us when we get nervous are things that the audience doesn't actually see. So even though public speaking in the, the nervousness, the, the symptoms like the butterflies in the stomach, the racing heart, shallow breathing, shaky hands, they can be distracting to us as speakers. But most of those things are things that the audience 
is never going to see. It's unknown to them. You know, in, in fact, some of the symptoms like speaking faster and moving around more, that sometimes is what happens when we get nervous, are actually they're perceived by the audience as being symptoms of energy and enthusiasm. Um, the reason why this is so important is because a lot of times we may not be the only person that's speaking during a meeting. You know, we, we might be one of three or four or five people. And the first two people to get up do fantastic. I get up. I'm the third person. I'm a basket case. Then the next two people get up and they do great too. And I'm going, God, man, why am I the only one that feels nervous? Why am I the only one that's really bad at this? And there's a good chance that the other people that are speaking probably are just as, if not more nervous than what you are. And their nervousness, your, your nervousness isn't showing any more than what theirs are. So just kind of keep that in mind. That's one of those things that when folks come to our leadership classes or even our public speaking classes, I think that is one of the first things that they kind of figure out is because they see other people that are there to overcome nervousness. And the person might actually tell us when he or she comes in the room, that, Oh my God, I'm just so nervous. And then the person gets up and does a phenomenal job. And the people in the audience are going, Oh my God, you look so great. Wait a minute. Why are you here? And in reality, those things that we think the, that are really apparent to the audience are really not as noticeable as what you might think. And that, that helps a lot. Second thing, and the third thing really go together. The second thing is that you never, ever, 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 ever want to write a speech word for word. And then the third tip is that you never want to try to memorize your speech word for word. Those two things kind of go hand in hand. Uh, in the olden days, we used to write the, the presentations out in like three by five cards. And you know, that's what we're taught to do in high school for some stupid reason. That doesn't work, by the way. It's a terrible, terrible way to, to design a presentation. Um, the, the big mistake that a lot of presenters make is that they, they write out that entire speech. Uh, a lot of times, if nowadays, since we don't use three by five cards anymore, we typically use our PowerPoint slideshows or something like that. Uh, and what tends to happen is, when we do that, we're pretty much just reading our speech to the audience, which is going to sound really, really boring. So most speakers, by the way, claim that they would never do something like this, but then they fall into the trap of, of making a separate bullet point on their PowerPoint slideshow for every single item that they're going to cover in their speech. And then all practical terms, that's really what you're doing. We're still kind of reading our speech. So kind of avoid that. So what typically happens though, is people will say, God, man, I've tried reading that PowerPoint slideshow, and that doesn't sound really good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to memorize it. So they'll violate the third tip and, the, and they'll try to memorize that entire speech because um, we know that if, if <laughs> that we sound boring when we read it. So if we fall into that common trap of trying to memorize the speech, we think that's going to make us sound better. But in reality, it, it, if you're nervous already, and you try to memorize your speech, and at some point you forget where you're at or you forget what you're going to say next, you're already nervous. So that nervousness is going to shoot through the roof. And that's where that, that's one of those things that happens to a lot of people. That's why that is one of the biggest fears that I hear from people that are having public speaking challenges is that they're afraid they're going to forget what they're going to say. That means that they've tried to memorize a speech and they're going to, they're afraid they're going to going to forget what is on that slide or forget what, what they have prepared and that kind of thing. So don't fall into that pitfall. Um, by the way, um, when, when folks kind of go through our training programs or when they ask, ask me for coaching, uh, there, there are some specific things that you can do other than writing your presentation out word for word and trying to memorize it that work a whole lot better, like creating an outline. If you just kind of create an outline of the ideas that you want to cover and then use examples and stories um, to, to, um, 
fill in the gaps, then that's a whole lot easier. And I know that sounds like it's not. I know a lot of, when we tell people that the first time they go, oh my God, how can that be easy? That sounds harder. Uh, but that's that's the technique that we teach people how to do in our classes and it works 100% of the time. So effective. If you want more details about that, you can go to our public speaking website, fearlesspresentations.com. Well, I've got, we, we've written <laughs> dozens of different articles about that and you can you can kind of brush up on that particular thing. All right, tip number four is that you want to show up early. If you're the presenter, if you're the person who's speaking, you want to show up well ahead of the start time. You want to give yourself time to work out any of the bugs and setting up your visual aids, especially if they're digital. You also want to get a feel for the room and and get a feel for the setting that you're going to be um, that you're going to be presenting in. Uh, it, another cool thing that you can do if you're there early is that you can greet people when they come in and you can start to have conversations. If you are personable with the people that are going to be in your audience, if you're creating a conversation with them before you actually get started speaking, then it'll make your presentation style a little bit more conversational as well, which is what the people in the audience really want. The other thing is that if you have a glitch in your in your um, your technical stuff, you know your slideshow or whatever it is that you're using, if there is a glitch in that, even if it only takes you ten seconds to fix that thing, <laughs> during that ten seconds, there's going to be sheer panic. And if that sheer panic hits you an hour before you speak, it's a whole lot different than if it hits you thirty seconds before you start to speak. So just kind of keep that in mind. Give yourself some time so that you can prepare a little bit better. Tip number five is you want to take a few deep breaths or to at least take one deep sustained breath. Um, when you when your heart starts beating faster, it causes a number of those public speaking symptoms, those fear symptoms that we talked about before. So you're, when your heart starts beating faster, that's when you'll get the sweaty palms. That's when you'll start feeling like you're going to lose your train of thought. Um, it, will, it, it causes a bunch of those symptoms to occur. So if you just kind of take a long, deep breath, it helps you calm your heart rate down just a little bit. And that will help reduce some of those symptoms. It's not going to eliminate them, by the way. They're, they're not going to go away, but it will help you reduce the severity of those things so that you'll be able to perform better. So just kind of pause, take a deep breath. Hold it let it out. And then you'll, you'll typically feel a little bit better. What we find for most people is that if they can get through the first three or four sentences, the nervousness pretty much dissipates. It, it goes down dramatically anyway, even if it doesn't totally go away, it, it will dissipate pretty dramatically. So if you kind of get through those first 20 seconds, that first 20 seconds of nervousness, a lot of times it will help a lot. Tip number six is you want to look for a friendly face. Now, remember that for the most part, the audience is not your enemy, right? In fact, if you are communicating well, your audience will, can actually help you build your confidence. So because when you say something that the audience agrees with, you're going to see the members in the audience kind of nod slightly. Go, mm -hmm, yeah. And this positive piece of feedback lets you know that the person that you're speaking to or that you just looked at understood your point. And that you've communicated well, and that builds your confidence. Okay, great, I did a good job. That's it's it's that that positive feedback that you see, as you see these these this this positive form of feedback over and over again, then your confidence is is going to grow. And that's another one of the reasons why, over time, if you're communicating well, your nervousness will typically kind of drop down after the first few sentences because you kind of see that positive feedback. By the way, the opposite is true too, and this is where it gets a little 
tough because sometimes there are people in your audience that are really tough to convince or who they, they a lot of times they just don't want to be there. They don't, they don't want to be in the meeting at all. And the more that you focus on those people, the more uncomfortable you're going to feel as a speaker, the more nervous you're going to be. And it's going to, it's going to increase the tension and you're, you're not going to communicate nearly as well as what you will if you're focusing on the friendly face. So focus on the friendly faces most often and the tougher, tougher cases a lot of times will, will come around. If, if you're communicating effectively anyway, you'll, you'll start to win those people over. But don't focus on them. Tip number seven is you want to, to look, in more, look more confident when you speak. Um, there are a couple of things that you can do on in-person in meetings. Let's, see, let's say, for instance, that you are in a meeting in a boardroom or something like that and you're standing, right? If you're, if you're in a standing position, then one of the things that you can do is just kind of drop your hands when you start talking. Now, I'm not saying leave your hands there because gestures are critical to you communicating effectively. We communicate with our hands. And, and we, in fact, we communicate a lot of the conversation with our hands. And so the more gestures that we have, typically the easier it is for people to kind of follow what we're doing. The problem though, is that a lot of times what will happen is people will kind of put their hands in front of them, they're class them because they feel nervous. And, and what tends to happen is they're gonna hold a lot of tension in their hands when they're clasped. And in order to now use a gesture, they have to break that clasp and then do the gesture and the gesture is very weak. If you try it, even if you're listening to this and not watching it, Clasp your hands and then unclasp them and then just move your hands. It's like it, it feels robotic. It, you kind of look like a little robot moving your hands. Um, if you drop your hands down by your side and you do that same gesture, now it's very powerful. There's lots of energy. There's lots of enthusiasm. So it will make you look more confident and make you look better. It may not feel comfortable in the beginning. That's one of the reasons why when people go through our classes, that's one of the things we get them to, to create a habit out of so that it becomes more comfortable with them. And then after you do it a few times, it becomes really comfortable. You can do it in your sleep. It's pretty easy. Um, it, the, on a virtual meeting, it's a little bit different. If you're doing a, a Zoom meeting, one of the things that will tend to happen is that the if you're using the camera that's like on your computer, or your laptop, a lot of times it's going to be really close to your face. And so you'll have to use your, your facial expressions. You'll have to use your your um, your your um, continence, your the the way that your face moves or your head movement as a way to add more energy or add more enthusiasm to what you're saying. Um, what I like to do is is when when I'm presenting online, when I'm doing a, a virtual meeting, I tend to move the camera back. I've got one of those um, 1080p high dollar cameras that you can attach through a USB port. And I just kind of move the camera back a little bit further away than what my laptop is and speak to that, that camera. And that lets some of my jet, my natural gestures with my hands show up, makes me much more interesting by the way, when you watch me on video and you can use do the same thing. So number seven, look more confident. If you're in person, drop your hands and use them. Uh, and, and if you're on camera, then you want to make sure and move your head around, use some facial expressions in order to, to have more energy and enthusiasm. The eighth one is you, you can eliminate public speaking fear by speaking on topics on which you are the expert. Now, in business presentations, if, if you're the person speaking, then most often you're the person speaking because you're the person in the room that knows more about that topic than anybody else. So uh, otherwise they'd be up speaking, right? So speak on topics that you're the expert. You know, like for instance, if you're, if you're the, the project manager, then you'd be the perfect 
choice to deliver a project report, right? You know more about that. You're the manager of that project, so you can give the project report. It's a whole lot easier for you to give that report than anybody else that's in the room. Um, when, when we're learning to present, however, we often have to present on topics that we don't actually know a whole lot about, you know, like for instance, in high school, we have to give book reports. And since many of us never actually finished the book, I read the first couple of chapters, I'll wing it, right? Um, that's going to place us in a very nervous situation. A lot of that public speaking fear actually comes from well-meaning teachers or coaches trying to help us become more confident. And by the way, if, um, if we're saying to avoid giving the speech, if you're not the expert, it's just in those instances, you want to make sure and practice more. You want to research the topic much more diligently. Otherwise, it's going to increase your nervousness pretty dramatically. So speak on stuff that you're the expert on. It will help a lot. And then number nine is really important. You want to show some enthusiasm. The energy that you have as a speaker is really the most important aspect of your speaking style. Enthusiasm is really one of the most sought after skills in public speaking. So if you want your audience to be enthused about your topic, you have to have a little bit more energy when you deliver that topic as well. Your audience is never going to be any more enthused about what you're talking about than what you are. So if you want your audience to have, have a certain amount of energy, you have to kind of bump it up a little bit more. And, and it, uh, for a lot of us, if this is not something that's kind of natural, it's something that you have to, you have to kind of work at, but that is one of the most sought after characteristics of people who speak in front of a group. We want it to be entertaining. We want there to be energy. We want there to be enthusiasm. We don't want to be bored. And so as a result, you add a little bit of that enthusiasm and energy into your presentation style and the audience will absolutely love you, right? In fact, I put a whole, it, a whole chapter on that in my book, Fearless Presentations, a whole chapter on, on enthusiasm and energy. If you are enthusiastic about what you're talking about, if you're passionate about what you're talking about, you can pretty much break every other rule in public speaking and your audience will still love you. That's pretty much true, right? Uh, I've seen very few instances where that is not true anyway. All right, so tip number 10. This is one of the more critical ones and, and we put this last, so this will be the one that you really remember. You wanna practice maybe once or twice, but practice with a person, right? Practice with a partner, somebody else. Most people practice their presentations alone, and that is a huge, huge, huge mistake. You want to practice with a partner. And then, um, like, like, for instance, a lot of times when we practice and people will practice in front of a mirror, or sometimes they'll record themselves with their phones or something like that. And when we do that, we're going to be really overly critical. We're our own worst critic. So we, we don't, in, in, in addition to that, by the way, we're, we're criticizing ourselves and looking at all the negative things that we did. We, we don't get that valuable feedback to be able to make corrections. So when, when we practice with a friend, a coworker, a significant other, though, we, we get that feedback. When we say something that the person understands, then that person is going to nod and we'll go, okay, great. When, when they're, they're going to say, okay, or I, I, as the speaker practicing is going to, I'm going to say something like, okay, great. I've communicated effectively there. That's going to help me build my confidence. When we say something that's confusing, then we're going to see a confused look on the face of the person that we're there, that we're speaking to. And that allows us to make corrections to our presentation so that when we present in front of our real group, we now deliver an even better presentation. So be careful not to over-practice, you know, or if you, if you practice over and over and over again, most likely you're going to fall into the trap of memorizing your entire speech, which is what we said you want to avoid. 
So basically, if you want to reduce nervousness, give it, give a few of these tips uh, a try. If you have trouble kind of implementing some of these things, make sure and go to um, high, or leadersinstitute.com or fearlesspresentations.com. Got lots of tips and ways to kind of implement this stuff. All right, we'll see you next week on High Impact Leaders. Thanks, guys.